Welcome to Is This Scary? This is Phil. This is Shelby. This is Zach. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble turkeys. <laughs> so this time around, we're doing the Hulu original Pilgrim from 2019. It's part of their End of the Dark series, and it was directed by... Uh, directed by Marcus Dunstan. He's done other things like The collect- the Collector. Okay. Feast and scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, nice. nice. Okay. Nice. This Cam- is camera work is similar. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. This is one of the very few Thanksgiving horror movies that are out there. Yeah. Uh, they didn't want to do the fun one. <laughs> it's not that we didn't want to do it. It's that we didn't want to pay for it. I get it. Yeah. That so, makes sense. We watched the trailer and a quick synopsis on synopsis on Thanks Killing, and we went ahead and watched Pilgrim instead because <laughs> it looked like more of a movie. Yeah. Oh, it does. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pilgrim, like, we watched the trailer as well, and it was the first thing I said. It was like, this is a movie where I can see this. Um, I'm not sure if I want to take it seriously or do I want to laugh, and it stick with that. So, and to be honest, I liked it, though. It, it For me, it straddles that line very well because mm-hmm. it has some scenes that are very serious and very dark. And mm-hmm. then it has some scenes that are that goofy mid to late 90s comedy violence mm-hmm. kind of throwback. And I appreciated that. It's, yeah. It was a fun movie all around. Yeah. It didn't give me the vibe of uh, like try, uh, like a bad movie trying too hard. No. That's... No. And I, I want to throw that out because, like, a lot there's a lot of uh, movies that, especially with the, like the lower budget movies, that are try hard, and this does not give that feeling. Even though this is Blumhouse deciding, you know, we'll make some low budget fun. Right. Yeah. Because technically, they consider this to be an episode. In the Into the Dark series for Hulu, but it's eighty minutes long, so it is. It does have the runtime of a short horror movie, mm-hmm. which I mean, there have been actually plenty that got released to theaters that were eighty minutes or just a couple minutes longer. Right. So I would say that this is movie length. You know, and it's a contained story. It's the Into the Darkness is an anthology, so. I would say that instead of, like, a show, this is just a anthology of movies. Yeah. That's two seasons long. So this movie is about a family who uh, apparently do not get along well enough, and they're too addicted to the phones, as the mother states. Yes. So she... Well, it opens... Never stated about how it opens. I just said family. Yeah, it opens with uh, the oldest child. Cody. Cody, who is Tate's daughter from his first marriage. Yes. No, Tate's, Tate's, Tate's the, the son. Boy. Yeah. Who's what's that? Shane. 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 Okay, so yeah, Cody is Shane's daughter from his first marriage. Mm-hmm. And what we see is it opens on a Thanksgiving Sometime during Cody's childhood where her unnamed mother Mm -hmm. 
and really unshown mother is having an argument with her husband and decides to leave on Thanksgiving. Yeah, the blow up happens. It looks like during Thanksgiving dinner and exactly. she just walks out on her family yep. during the family holiday time. Mm-hmm. And the relationship is soured. Her father just is very, I mean, he is very addicted to his phone. He's always looking at his stocks and stuff like that and then doesn't really pay attention to her. And then you have Shane's new wife, Anna, and she is just that, like, I guess, head of the HOA, just trying to be that perfect. Try hard. Yeah. She's just trying to be that perfect person, perfect wife, perfect mother, and... You can see just like the hostility between her and Cody, and yeah. <laughs> I do want to throw out uh, I th- the father Shane, mm-hmm. Ethan. Uh, one of the pilgrims later on, I think, describes him perfectly that he is uh, using his work to hide away from his family. Yeah, because that's every time that he's using his phone and everything. That's what he's doing. He's he's claiming to be working he's claiming to be needing to make money so because that who's paying for this house who's paying for your phone kind of yeah thing. and then you have the younger brother tate and it's nice to see that the relationship between half siblings is actually nice they have a loving relationship yeah, they with have each a other. really good relationship yeah that's so that's it's it's a subtly it's a broken family but at the same time it's not it just they need to go to like some therapy and that'd be fine I'll, I'll like other than that, it's not like it's not like she looks at her younger brother and, and despises him, and then she he like does like pranks on her or something like that. Well, it's not like that. Like we've seen a billion times, right? Before. And she's a little snarky with you yeah. know her dad's wife, mm-hmm. but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. They seem to have a fairly good relationship, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, she still lives at home. She's obviously at the tail end of high school, right? Like, she's definitely, the way that her character plays is she's definitely, she's she's either a high school senior or a college freshman. She's yeah. right in that age range. Yeah. And they're on, she's on summer break, or no, not summer. Thanksgiving dur- break. <laughs> she's on her winter, one, one of the many winter breaks that happens. Mm-hmm. This Thanksgiving is brought to you by summer. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Thanksgiving in August. Yep. Don't think about it. And... Anna has the idea that she wants to get everybody together and have a closer family. So instead of just going to therapy and talking it out, she decides, nope, I'm going to hire these reenactors that will stay with us in our house and they will be with us on Thanksgiving Day is what they originally think. Right. And they're going to teach us how to make a traditional feast. They're going to help us cook. That sort of thing. Yep. Like, they're going to tell us old-timey stories. It should be a yep. cute little laugh. Yeah. And it's very quickly revealed that that's not the case. I mean, they do show up in, like, full, like, pilgrim garb and stuff like that. But it's not going to be something like, oh, you're going to be here from noon or, let's say, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. No, right. you're going to be at my house for a week, like a week. <laughs> they're disgustingly rich, which it's kind of played off that they are. Or this is just a really intense reenactment because I don't know of any service in real life that would be like this. And so she hires two people. 
Ethan and patience. And yeah, like Shelby was saying earlier, full on stereotypical, probably historically inaccurate costumes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) patience is very like plain Jane, no makeup, very clean looking. And then you have Ethan who's just, again, he's like the kind of like that golden child. He's got like the golden hair and he's got a little bit of a beard going in comparison to some of the other pilgrims that we see. They have like full on beards. Um, but he's just obviously got like that air to him. He's obviously the leader. Um, and very quickly, these these pilgrims just thrust themselves into their their homes and their lives and I mean, it's a red flag for Cody. She's like, what the heck? We're allowing strangers in our house. Well, yeah, they're not acting like reenactors. Yeah. They're acting like as they're if not they breaking are. character at all. Like yeah, it's never. Just... And they're working for Disney here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love the whole part because it's just like it, it, it is one of those movies where it's like, OK, are these people that are just really, really obsessed with pilgrims or are they actually like pilgrims? Like it's it's one of those things where you kind of have as a viewer, you kind of have to throw yourself out there, especially as um, Cody, like Ethan will be sitting with them, talking to them, especially at Tate about like old timey, like historic. I came over on the Mayflower and Cody's like. That's not historically accurate. Like calls him all calls him out on his bullcrap. Like it's like, dude, no, <laughs> that's not accurate at all. I thought Cody had some of the greatest lines in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I go uh, over Rachel's tomorrow? They're uh, they're hosting a Nazi. <laughs> that, that was yeah. That was that was, was funny. Great. Tate's into it. Yeah. Yeah, but especially at first. But he's, think, he's a little kid. I think it's also because maybe he's. Being, I guess, psychological in here, it's like, okay, you have an older gentleman that's the same age as his dad that's doing things with him. He's a right. boy. He's he wants to go out play and stuff like that. And this this guy's like taking him in the woods to find berries and teaching him about stuff and telling him stories. That's something that he probably wants to do with his dad. Right. So Tate is very quickly to be like, okay, this is cool. This is fun. I'll just run with it. Right. Back at that introduction scene to the Pilgrims, the HOA ladies mm-hmm. have no clue how to react to these people because they come on so strong and so genuine that they actually shut the room down. Uh-huh. That was a fantastic scene. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. It just oh, so be cute. Uh, oh, y'all are for real. Yeah, you're serious. I'm going to, I'm going to, while you're talking to these pilgrims, I'm going to put this on Facebook Live and while everybody makes fun of you on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Housewives. <laughs> but, um, so we get around, we meet Cody's boyfriend and Finn. Yeah. And Finn is just at this point, you know, like, hey, you know, if you're uncomfortable, that you should just hang out with me. We'll, if anything, we'll skip town, screw this, blah, 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 blah. And think, what, Patience overhears that? Because Patience is staying with Finn and his mom. Yeah, because I think um, Finn's mother is, I think, maybe a nanny or she's like a housekeeper or something like that. No, she's in, they have a big house. Uh, the way that, the reason why I say that is because when she came in, like, and I kept on asking her for things. Like, did you bring the copular? Like, oh, well, I think that she's just an 
neighborhood friend. Okay. The reason why I'm saying that is because Anna was just kept on saying like, oh, you don't have to do anything. Like patience will help you like take care of everything. That's why I was saying that maybe she was like the housekeeper or something like that. No, Kat. Well, she's, her name's Catherine. She's one of the few named characters in this. Mm -hmm. But no, I think she's just the neighbor lady who's probably, that was probably the dish that she's known for. Mm, Okay. But, um. Yeah. So, yeah. So Finn's life is also being, like, interrupted by this pilgrim lady, too. Because Patience is staying with Finn and his mom, like I said. And so she overhears the kids' plans to skip out on Thanksgiving and just not be around. And so she decides to take matters into her own hands very early in the the movie. Mm -hmm. And... She just straight up kills Catherine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spoiler warning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Spoilers. But And then cuts Finn's throat and shoves him in the pantry. Yep. I mean, Finn's, <laughs> Finn's death is, is off screen. There's a lot of, like, these pilgrims There's are very, kills. very, very stealthy. Ninja pilgrims. Ninja pilgrims. <laughs> With those shoes? Sorry. <laughs> and True. then patience now... Is staying with our main family. Mm -hmm. And then we get the big red flag scene with Ethan, where he's talking to Tate, who's found a injured crow, and he's, like, making little rocks for it, Mm kind of makes a bed. He's being very sweet to this injured ant. And then Tate goes, would you like a piece of candy? Or Ethan Ethan gives Tate a piece of candy. Mm -hmm. Because uh, he's being a good boy protecting the uh, injured crow from all the ants. Uh-huh. And which, teach, yeah, teach. by the way, rocks aren't going to stop ants from yeah, I know, something. right? I was thinking the same thing. Ethan is teaching him like, oh, savor what you have. Don't ask for more because if you try to ask for more, you're, you're not going to appreciate the little things that you like and stuff like that. And Tate understands the story and Ethan just has that like, oh, like bi- almost like kind of like biblical, like look in his eye, like, oh, I don't have to do something drastic to change well, this one. I don't know what his exact no, words he are. He said something. I don't, to, I don't have to take some. I didn't. Away. I didn't have to take everything from him to teach him, did I? Yeah. Because that's, as we learn later, that is Ethan's teaching style is it's, oh, you are unappreciative for the ridiculous amount of resources that you have. I'm taking everything that you have from you. Yeah. Literally everything. To be, it's one of those things where it's like, Ethan makes a good point. It's just like, okay, savor what you have. And even Patience brings this up to Catherine, too. She's like, you have unlimited resources. You have a house. You have shelter. You have more food than you can eat. Exactly. And you're complaining. And it's like, that's where it's like your time or your way of living doesn't relate to our time. (laughs) Right. Because that's, and I appreciate that message because, no, absolutely. I do not have to live off the land. I am not a farmer. I don't. My wife doesn't have to make my clothes. I don't have Mm -hmm. to get up at the crack of dawn to grow vegetables and raise livestock. So we get to eat every day. Yep. Like, I get it. Yep. So, and I mean, and that's the thing. It's 
Because that's another thing that is brought up later on the movie is literally it's you don't know the true cost of a full belly. I was like that. Like I said, there's Ethan some is, there's some notes in here. It's like, dang, yeah. these some truth bombs. Because Ethan is trying to tell the truth. He's just not remotely moral about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's he is all of the red flags. Yeah. Yeah. And Cody from I mean from day one, she is this is stupid. This is ridiculous. I mean, for a while, like her father, Shane, is just kind of like, whatever, I'm gonna still watch the stocks and stuff like that. There's a period where he kind of like takes a break and he starts like smoking with the other guy, pilgrims. Um, completely ignoring as they're like building stuff in the backyard and and yeah, that that's one of the things that gets me as someone who lived in an HOA for a good period of time. You can't do anything on your property without the HOA yeah. looking in on you. Yeah. Well, what is that? Did you not cut the grass uh, tall, uh, low enough? Your grass is too tall. You need to cut it again. Yeah. Um, you changed the color on your front door. Unacceptable. That that color is not on the approved list. That's the wrong shade of blue. You Your can't have that. Live list can shove it. <laughs> but um, so at one point before Finn dies, Cody's trying to figure it out. Where did these people come from? Mm-hmm. And by the time she's looking, the uh, all traces of this thing that her mom found online have been scrubbed from the internet and if you know anything about the internet it's hard to remove anything permanently Mm -hmm. yeah and i like how they they played it off in just subtly that way in regards to that because if you pay attention to the open credits there's like a news clipping of a family that went missing so it's like okay so they've obviously taken out a lot of uh, at least a few families that we can see but we don't see any of that while she's doing her research and i can understand why i'm like her boyfriend's just like hey i I just want to cuddle like but it's like whatever it's we'll just sneak away and get high or smoke some cigarettes or something like that. It's no, he's, he's not really taking it seriously yet. And, Oh, he will. And well, yeah. And something we did forget at the very beginning, Cody and Tate break a wishbone. And this is just after she's found out about Anna's plan. And Cody hopes that the plan goes badly. Yeah. Which it does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, she, Cody, is the one who discovers the bodies. She she runs over to Finn's house, finds both Finn and Catherine dead. Yep. And comes back to the house. And finds mom and dad in stockades up. Now. Yeah. Because <laughs> while Cody was gone, Anna finally had her light bulb moment. And she's like, oh, Something's not right because Patience was tell, saying the reason why I'm over here now and not at Catherine's house is because Catherine went on a bender and her and Finn just grabbed their stuff and left. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm here because I don't feel safe in that house anymore. Yeah. And both Anna and Cody are like, that's not like them. 
this is not right. Right, because that's showing and be like, well, but Catherine's my best friend, and Cody and Finn and, uh, are in a relationship. They would communicate so, with each other. Yeah, it was very weird. So she's automatically like red flag. Something's not right. And then it gets even worse when patients like, yeah, it was served as a warning. And it, she's like, ah, yeah, something's not right. Yeah, so they get thrown into stockades and yeah. uh, Shane gets whipped. Yep. And then uh, uh, Anna gets a nice, good, what's it called again? Brand. Uh, branding, yeah. Yeah. She gets a branding and then. Of a B. Of a B for blasphemer. And Cody arrives back at the house, releases them from the stockades, and is like, okay, this is the plan. We need one, we need to find Tate. Tate. He's playing hide and seek in the house. He's, he's been, been playing, playing hide and seek all day. Hours all day long. Since like midday. Yeah. He's been yeah. playing hide and seek by himself. And so there's he's he's in the house somewhere. And so they have the plan. Okay. We need to we need to get Tate and we just need to go. I mean, yeah. there's more pilgrims at the house. At least what do you think? Maybe six. More yeah, than they that. just start maybe eight. No, we're there. Ha- it has to be in the double digits. Yeah, they just start multiplying. The, I think at the dinner table, I think there was eight, maybe ten, maybe ten, eleven, something like something that. Like that. Um, One of which is the builder. Yeah, he, he's he's a that's a big man. That look, he looks like the mountain. <laughs> What's your name? I'm the builder. Oh, great dialogue. A lot of yeah, a lot of pilgrims do not have names. <laughs> the elder pilgrim, the ginger pilgrim, the builder pilgrim, pilgrim <laughs> the lady five. pilgrim. Hey, yes, it's fine. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, fine. it's no, it's fine. I mean, they keep on doing more construction to the house, like boarding up the windows. They raise their shed out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, and. Got bonfires in the back, decorations everywhere, and replaced all the the electricity with candles and lanterns. Or up um, the windows. Bo- yeah. And so it's like, okay, this is what's going to go down. And um, Anna sneaks back into the house, but she's caught very quickly. And then we got the death of Shane, which yes. was... He climbs up oh, through the window. Yeah. That is probably the most brutal oh, yes. scene yeah. in the movie. So he, he and it's up, quick too. He climbs up onto the roof and goes into the window and let. Well, he doesn't even get. He gets to the window and he puts his hand on the window frame and yep. Ethan just stabs him in the hand. Yep, and then he just falls like, back and just rip, or he gets pushed. Ethan shoves him yeah. off the roof. Yeah, and he's. Rips uh, yeah. his hand off. Yep. His hand up. So gross. Yeah. Falls to the great. ground. It was great. That and was... then Patience finishes him off. With an axe to the neck. Yep. So we don't really see Shane for a little bit. And then it's the focal point is mainly on Anna and... Cody. And Cody. Cody is the main character. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's definitely the main character. And I like the, the, the change with Anna. She's... It's not like... She's like, okay, yeah. She's like, she's 
she's not playing the game or anything like that. She's like, nope, my eyes are open and I'm going to stick with that. Like, she doesn't play smart ball at all. She's kind of like almost like a damsel. So Cody definitely is kind of calling the whole shots here. And Cody temporarily finds Tate and... Tells him to hide some more. Yeah. And it's it's she's like, all right, this is going to be a long game. I can't just grab Tate and just leave. This Right. This is going to take some time. And this- Well, before she finds Tate, though, we have the scene where she fake accepts uh, the message. Yeah. She's like, well, you were right. We didn't appreciate what we had. You've shown me the light. Oh, we skipped the dunking stool. Yeah. So, yeah, they just strap her to a stool and they have turned the the pool, pool into a pond basically because there's all of a sudden there's plants plants and <laughs> lily stuff. pads and it's stuff so weird yeah all right. things that survive in chlorine yeah yes. well it's okay um i knew that pool was gonna come in handy i was like all right there's there's a shed Chekhov's by the pool. pool yeah Chekhov's pool i was like this pool is definitely gonna come in handy i was definitely getting flashbacks to sinister too the drowning in the pool um, but, um yeah they nearly so they like Nearly drown her twice during the dunk. Oh yeah, they dunk her several times, and he's he's trying to break her this whole time. Ethan is trying any way that he can to break her, and I mean it's gotten to the point where he has to torture her, torture her in order to break her. And but Cody is smart; she plays the game. She does, mm-hmm. and she plays the game well. Like like she hides it. Like, and they, the camera work and everything like that, it's, she hides it well. And again, it's the long game. It's not like, oh, you got me out of the chair. I'm going to push you in the pool and I'm going to stab you. No, it's, you got me out of the chair. Now I'm helping prepare dinner. Right. She mashes the, she's the, mashing the berries. She's mashing the berries, Making which the is check, check off, check off berry. <laughs> right. So. And. So we get to the scene and, like we said, Cody has, ex- quote unquote, accepted the lesson. And then it's, all right, follow her lead. Tell me what you've learned as they're talking to Anna. And she won't. And then we get what should have been one of the best kills in the movie, except apparently yeah. Patience is superhuman. Yeah. Cody just waits until Patience has her hand up and then grabs an ice pick which was Chekhov's ice pick because mm-hmm. it was just brought into the scene for no reason. Yep. There were lots of Chekhov moments in this movie. Yeah. Chekhov showed up a lot in this movie. Yes, yeah. he did. But no, so Patience raises her hand and then ice pick through her palm into her temple. Yeah. Which, again. But she's fine. Yeah. She, she's fine. She's fine. She's good. She's Gucci. She has like a six inch hand to take <laughs> up all of the ice pick. Yeah. And. So she, this is when she finds Tate again. She's like, all right, this, this is not going to work. This was a, this was a temporary fix. I just, I just mainly just miss, um, pissed them off. And now, now we got the dinner scene. Where is, where is Bubba Sawyer? And miss the opportunity. I can't, I can't tell you. (laughs) Miss the opportunity. Cannot tell you. Um, (laughs) All I know is that Grandpa is the best at killing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he didn't even show up to dinner. There was an older man, but he he was standing up the whole time. So, no. <laughs> no hammers. <laughs> no hammers. Yeah. So, we have our, we finally have, we are ready to feast, as Ethan yes. says. We, we have the feast. Yes. So, all the pilgrims are sitting there. Cody is sitting in her spot. And so as Anna, Tate is still hiding. He is hide and seek. He is a great camper. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because he must have really had Ethan understand that he understands the message. Because mm-hmm. the pilgrims don't look for him. Yeah. Right. I guess they're they're they like they're care. thinking that no, the house is boarded up. There's no way that he can get out of here. That's the only I mean, thing. They're not wrong. He's in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're just like, no, we're not worried about him. Let's focus on the adults. He's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and so, well, we've wondered where dear old dad was. Well, he's he's the turkey. He's the main course. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's the meats. And, and then you get this weird. The the pilgrims just get into it. Gluttony. Gluttony. Chowing down on the meat and the veggies and the berries. And the yeah. And they eat corn. And they got the juice. It's got the juice. And then they keep force feeding Cody and Anna, dear old dad. Mm -hmm. It's like eat up. And I love what they did with Shane, because it's literally that old school, I'm just gonna have the actor's head through the table sitting on the platter. And I was like, I like it. I was waiting for him to, like, open up his eyeballs, but I was like, no, it's it's stupid. That would have been too cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. And this was pretty cheesy, but in the right way for me. Yeah. I liked the, just going, it just kind of cuts from the synopsis for a quick second. Just, I love, at this point, for a while now, the use of, the, the camera work was great. You have the sound is also very great. The score in this movie is is very, very good, even though sometimes it clashes for like the time period because you have stuff that's kind of like old. Yeah, you have like old timey stuff. And then the dinner scene is very like Baptist choir. What and, are you grateful for? And it's just like, oh, what? <laughs> but it, it works, then, though, because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, that's what the music does a real good job with. Mm-hmm. Um. I like that throughout the movie, as things start to go off, they use a soft fisheye to the point that when we are in the midst of as mad and nuts as this movie gets, they are using a very aggressive fisheye lens just to show you that everything is completely off kilter. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the, like you said, the camera work is yeah pretty good for... I mean, I don't know what the budget for this is, but it can't be that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the music again for a second. I absolutely found it fascinating, their use of, like, actual songs. I say that because, like, of course, you have ambiance or, like, background music in most in a lot of the movie. But every instance where they have ly- uh, songs with lyrics and, like, actual music, it's it's off-putting because it's always the opposite of whatever's going on right like the they're going through a real intense scene of being force fed their father you have choir music Mm -hmm. yeah and this isn't the only time 
this occurs in the movie. It happens like three or four times yeah. where there's the music is just off kilter to the rest of what you're visually watching. Mm-hmm. Right. And it does add a good ambi- a good feeling of uh, uncomfortableness to it. Yeah. Right. And I mean, once you get by the end, these pilgrims just, it feels like a cult. So it feels like, you know, some... The cult of pilgrim. Hey. It's just some group of religious zealots that are twisting God's word to their own devices and I read a few reviews online that some people got offended about that. I'm sorry, if you watched this and you got offended because you couldn't tell that this was a joke, mm-hmm. you, you're taking yourself and this movie yeah. way too soon. Just turn off your brain mm-hmm. and watch it. It's cheesy can't be fun. You yeah. if if you go in just expecting a low budget good time, that's exactly what you'll get and you'll have yeah. one. Yeah. And the closer, very, I mean, Ethan is still, like, he's looking at Cody, just, like, waiting for her to be, just, like, break. And Cody's just waiting for the moment, because the checkoff Barry is going to show up. As they are gorging, all the pilgrims are gorging themselves in this food. They've all eaten the berries. Well, the berries have been, the cranberry sauce, as you would think, has been mixed with poisonous berries right with jerusalem cherries which are a real poisonous berry but they're not nearly as deadly as they are in this movie yeah then it's just a vomit fest at this point everybody just starts vomiting berries and blood (laughs) yeah because it's yeah because it's like cheesy but at the same time i love what they did with it because again it's this movie where it's like it's cheesy but it's also like dark too so there's like this moment where it's obviously like they've they put a tube in his in his mouth or, or on the side of his mouth and his hands covering it. And it's just this thick stream. Of, on to another pilgrim. Uh, yeah, on, yeah. On a, I'm going to throw up on this pilgrim's face. And then you have, you go to Patience, which is still alive, still alive. You know, she's had an ice pick in her head. And she's trying to find Tate. And she starts throwing up. And she starts throwing up on a cabinet. And the the blood starts trickling down inside the cabinet and it's shot. It cuts to Tate and he's inside the cabinet and you see the blood. And I was like, I like that. I love that scene. Cause also the blood in that area, it's very dark. It's definitely cause they're going off of the, like the lighting at that point. So it's just like, okay, it's, it's almost to the point where it's like black. It's not like red. Well, but the blood looked good. Like this isn't your, this isn't your 70s movie blood. It's no, not. No, this is an orange. <laughs> yeah, it's not bright red. It's not glowing. It's not super thick. It looks realistic. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it splatters right. Got the little tiny droplets. It's very liquidy. It's not like thick. Um, it's got the juice. It's got the juice. It's got the juice. Um, but all majority of all the pilgrims die by the berries, except for patience and Ethan and Ethan. Ethan is getting like stumbling away from from Cody while Anna and Patience are fighting each other. <laughs> and Anna and Patience have like a WWE match. Yeah, on the, ta- on the table, on the kitchen table, <laughs> and Anna is finally able to take Patience out with like a pitchfork or like a, no, a, a carving fork. Was it a carving fork? 
It was whatever. It was some sort of utensil from the table, and but, she gets one to the throat. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just like a steak knife or something, but Some, regardless, yeah. So in the end, Patience just, yeah, pinned the table through her neck and yeah. it finally kills her. Yeah. And now it's like, okay. And then we, and so then we get Cody, Chuck, and Ethan, yeah, Chuck's Ethan through the glass door out onto the back patio, mm-hmm. which, good job. Good use of sugar glass. Yep. Let's break mm-hmm. some stuff. Yep. He temporarily lights his little hand on fire because he falls into the bonfire real quick. And he's just, I mean, at this point, he's now he's taunting Cody, just like, aren't, I gave you exactly what you wish for. Aren't you grateful? And she just, just says, happy Thanksgiving and just axes him. (laughs) (laughs) Give him the axe. And then the final scene before the credits is Ethan, Ethan's hand opens up and you have the wishbone. Mm Mm-hmm. Were they supernatural? Were they actually, like, pilgrims brought back from the dead? We don't know. We don't know. Were they just a crazy cult that moved in and murdered, you know, your boyfriend and your your mom's best friend and probably more of the neighbors and your dad? Yeah. Yeah, we don't know that either. Yeah. Well, if they are a crazy cult, remember to call your dad. <laughs> Can't. Um, <laughs> they killed him. Yeah. One of my favorite aspects about this movie is aspects of dialogue, specifically with the pilgrims, just their avoidance of answering questions. Oh, yeah. It's like, where'd you come from? The Mayflower. Where'd you come from? And just they how they are actively just not answering the questions mm-hmm. and how it's blatant. That's, yeah. I really enjoyed it. One of the best scenes like that for me was, um, what was it? Rebecca, I think is the character. No, Catherine. Catherine's talking to patients in her kitchen. like, oh, so how'd you get into this? How long have you been an actor? And she just looks at Theater? What do you mean? Theater? Well, how did all this start? Oh, this all started with Ethan. It's just, again, it's back to the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to answer your question. But since <laughs> you're asking me so much questions, I know that I have to take you out soon. You're asking, you're asking too many questions. Yep, yeah, asking too many questions. Uh, yeah, but it is kind of that, again, there's, it's like, oh, is this fantasy or is this real? Like, do we never, none of the pilgrims ever break character. Like, there's for a moment I thought that Ethan was going to break character and he, because he's like, I just can't break you. And it's like, hmm, is he going to be like, yeah. I've been doing this for a few years. He never, like, he doesn't monologue, like, doesn't reveal, like, I've killed so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, he never does that. So it's, again, where it's like, we don't know. Even though we do see the wishbone in his hand, there's many times that he says that Anna tells him everything. Like, tells him uh, tells him about Cody's mom leaving and that that is her usual seat and stuff like that. So it's like maybe Anna just gave too much information or it could be it could supernatural. be supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean he did at first charm Cody or not. He charmed yeah. Anna very easily. Yes. And the uh, other men charmed Shane pretty well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like smoking and uh, building a garage. Well, offering to build a garage. Yeah. Really, they were just transforming his yard into, you know, the, what, 17th century? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I I like the I like this film. I, there's the atmosphere. I you definitely take this and kind of go a little bit darker with it. I feel like. I mean, they could literally just take this idea, maybe put it in something where instead of the pilgrims coming to them, you come to the pilgrims. That would be a more interesting version of this. Because then it's like you're in their world. Right. Like it takes place somewhere in the middle of, you know. Virginia. Well, in the not woods. even Virginia. Like no, it, Pennsylvania or West Virginia. Plymouth. It, it, Massachusetts. If you're going to do that, you'd have to do uh, Mass, Maryland, or Virginia. Those were those would be your, your hot spots. Mm-hmm. Because those were the... That's where they actually landed. Those were the main, yeah. the main areas. Yeah, but I mean, starting off with Mass. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So it would probably be somewhere in farmland, Massachusetts, out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, they get you secluded. They make you shut off all of your electronics and turn them in right at the beginning of the experience. You know, it would be. I would actually like to see that movie now. Yeah, that'd but be interesting. that'd be really good. And then. Again, it's the, you get into it, you know, they, yeah you get a nice meal the first night, nothing hard, and then they gradually ratchet yeah. up the tension. Yeah. Like, Anna and Tate could just do, like, I could see almost like, because we had like a butter churning scene, and it's like, okay, I can see where Anna would be like, I'm churning butter, like having fun with it, but then Patience uses it as like a punishment to the point where like her her hands are bleeding or something like that, like because she's just been churning butter for like days or something like that. I think that would be cool. And um, the whole thing with like Tate could still like go missing. There could be a moment where maybe one of the pilgrims like breaks character and is like, I've been here. Like maybe one of the pilgrims like pulls Cody aside and is like, I've been here for a long time. Like, and it could it kind of go to Cody and that's when maybe the climax and that girl is like sacrificed because she broke or something. That would be interesting, but you are in their world. So you have the complete atmosphere. You have the, maybe the old tiny houses, everything is outside. So you have a lot more darkness instead of this break of, Oh, they are in a 21st century house. Yeah. And then the only thing with that version of the movie, it would have to feel a lot more like Midsummer because there would be no happy ending. It wouldn't fit. Yeah. No, I w- see. I was thinking more like uh, the British ending for the descent, where like the American net, the American ending. She gets back up on, uh, onto and is driving away, and in the British version, uh, it just pans out. And she's just still in the caves. And as you hear, all the creatures still Mm -hmm. there. Very melodramatic, very upsetting. You could have Cody, Anna, and Tate survive. And then what I would do for the last scene is they just can't find their stuff. See, I wasn't even going to... Or they just walk into the woods or something. See, I was thinking like... it's set up as like an experience or whatever. And somewhere in the process, 
they're actually transported to the past. And so you get a situation of like, uh, gosh, what's uh, Planet of the Apes? Where you see... Oh, where it's... Where they... The planet of the apes was Earth all along. Yeah, where they they get that realization that they're that they're uh, in the past. That could work. So that'd be more like a Twilight Zone ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's... Like I said, this could be expanded upon. I don't know that anyone's ever going to do it because the market for Thanksgiving movies is so deep that somebody spent four grand on a movie one time. And then the Got same group, of, and then the same group of guys I think spent like a yeah. hundred grand. I mean, there and then Hulu made a Hulu made a movie. There are movies out there that have kind of that similar feeling. They're not like obviously Thanksgiving, but like you have like these old timey like cult things. Like I mentioned, The Village, or you could also do like I think it was um, one of like the witch movies where oh just the witch is it the witch okay the, the witch. Um, <laughs> Um, that I hate could, how it's spelt. It's a great movie. I hate how it's spelt. We're gonna yeah. have to do The Witch at some point. Yeah, I loved that movie. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, because it gets that like where it's like kind of like that hopeless, very depressing, suffocating time, and it just it's an automatic feel like you're transported. Kind of like uh, Fear Street Part Three. Yeah, yeah, and you can kind of go any way you want with it. Like, you could go, like, okay, witchcraft, or you could go, I don't know, like, genocide against Indians. Like, you could really go any way with it. Is this scary? No, but I don't think it needs to be. No. No, it was, it was fun, though. This is a movie where it's it's got some meat on it, so it's like, you could really kind of, like, chew on this for a while, and just kind of like, okay, again, art, go go back and forth with this argument. Is this fantasy or is this just people that really, really like Pilgrim cosplay and take it way too serious? So it's something where you can kind of just like debate about it for a while, which yeah. I like that. I though That allows movies to last a lot longer in comparison to be like, no, I don't like this movie. Be like, no, I like this movie because I can... I can pick on it a little bit. Got longevity. Yeah. Like I said, I looked at the reviews. I understand why this got really mixed reviews. I can see how this isn't for people. But again, if you're going in and you're just looking for a quick, fun movie that doesn't take itself too seriously, this is it. And I appreciate it for what it is. And I don't need it to be more. I agree. I, yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was a real fun movie. Um, I if I was going to complain about anything, I'm not a fan of the quick edits that are in it. Mm. Where repetitive like, edits? Yeah, too. the repetitive edits. Yeah. How I'm many times do we need to see Finn come out, fall out of the closet? Apparently three. Exactly. I, yeah, that doesn't need to happen. Like when I kind of get it in the instance of like in the backyard when you start when. Ethan really goes starts becomes insane and it's like it edits like three or four times quick. It's like <sighs> because it's always the uh, like gradual come in. Now you're in on the face. Yeah. Gradual mm-hmm. cut, like a push in edit. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm not. I wasn't a fan. A big fan of all that. But yeah. that's fair. Past that, it was a real fun movie. Yeah, I agree. No so. horror news for this week. 
Everybody enjoy your turkey day. Um, but you know what's coming next? <gasps> Christmas movies. That's right. And there are plenty that we haven't done yet. We yes. probably need to look into maybe Jack Frost this year. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Another killer Santa Claus. Yeah, but there's no way it's as cool as Bill. <laughs> Krampus. I've actually never seen Krampus. I haven't seen Krampus either. I've seen Krampus. You've seen Krampus? I've seen Krampus. Yeah. But yeah. It's a movie. Oh, well. But it's time to get into our wintertime horror movies and we'll mm-hmm. stay there for maybe maybe through January who yep. knows <laughs> and again the winner of our director poll was Wes Craven so most likely we will be watching at least three movies two to three movies of Wes Craven in January that's going to be the plan okay. yeah that's the plan yeah once we get through the holidays then it's going to be like okay yes Wes Craven. Wes Craven. That would be Because nothing plan. says the new year like Freddy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Freddy and Scream. That's right. Look, I know that he's probably best known for Scream, but for me, Wes's greatest creation will always be Freddy Krueger. No. I, what are you talking about? He is best known for The Hills of Eyes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> when a straight... Or, uh, last House on the Left... <laughs> But we love Wes. Rest in peace. This is Phil. This is Shelby. This is Zach. Stay spooky. Happy Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble.